Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Welcome to the latest Arcade Attack podcast. Adrian here. I'm your host, and I'm joined by my fellow biker gang members, Rob. Ahoy, ahoy. And Dilsey. I want to say something a bit more menacing. <laughs> and the leader of the pack, Keith. All right. <laughs> Keith, out of all of us, you're the only person that owns a bike, is that correct? It, I believe so, unless any of you have bought Depends one Depends what type of bike you mean. <laughs> yeah. Bi- a bicycle. I don't own any. Sorry, you don't own a bicycle at all. It doesn't matter what type it was. I used to own the game Excite Bike. Oh yeah, that's good. I I played Excite Bike. Does that count? Me too. But Keith's the only one has a real tangible motorbike. That's true. Well, had. Well, I've still got it. Oh, you still got it? It's not gone yet. (laughs) All right. Picture the scene before you get rid of the bad boy. Okay. A nice summer evening. Ah. A slight breeze in the air. The roads are empty. And you think to yourself, no one's about, I'm going to take this bad boy for a spin. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's just like pre, pre having a child. I used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, worries in your mind, Keith. The world is your oyster. You, you imagine you're on Route 66. Oh man. Yeah. Would you ever go full throttle? Hell yeah. <laughs> Have you ever gone full Have throttle? Have I ever gone full throttle? Um, this is, this is a public recording isn't it so <laughs> well the po- we're not going to tell you the like, popo the might hear it about <laughs> it they don't know your full name or your address so no that's okay. true yes yes i have no. but only Keep on <laughs> an empty motorway <laughs> hey ed sheeran's gone 90 on country on roads on. before 90 <laughs> 90 right so as you might have guessed we're going to talk about a certain game called full throttle Oh, I thought it was going to be like low throttle or first gear. <laughs> Maybe we were talking first about first gear. First gear. First gear. Yeah. Um, I love um, point and click adventures. No. It's your first time I've heard of this. <laughs> I don't believe it. You've only, you've only covered about four <laughs> <on the> podcasts <laughs> over the well, years. No, I've done Monkey Island. Yeah, yep. Day of the Tentacle. Oh, yeah. We've done uh, Fate of Atlantis. Yeah. So actually, yeah, this will be the fourth one. <laughs> Please don't tell me this is a motorcycle point and click game. Is it? Rob, man, of course it is. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, look, Tim Schafer, bit of a legend, mm-hmm. bit of a ledge. Uh, he's the main man behind Full Throttle. Um, he actually previously, previously did work on the uh, Secret of Monkey Island, Monkey Island 2, and Day of the Tentacle. But this was his first game where he was a project leader. So he was a head writer, designer, and main project leader of Full Throttle. So this is, this is his big chance at LucasArts to make a name for himself and uh, he has made a name for himself trust me he's a big player these days um, who we else can tr- tell he's a big player because he refuses to talk to us I've actually that's e- how he's I've actually he's <laughs> too big for arcade attack yeah. I did email him once he replied and he says I'm just too busy Oh, so I've got a reply oh, from well. him at least he replied he did reply it's very we kind should of publish him. that in a blog in a, in a blog <laughs> post right <laughs> exclusive interview with Tim Schafer <laughs> too busy too busy um, I, might, I might pester him more keep, keep emailing him please give us an interview um, but actually, saying other people that worked on this project uh, was was Dave Gro- uh, Grossman actually, and we've had, we've had him on the site before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was that is a great yeah. email Q and A. Yeah, go check it on the site. Agreed, agreed. And uh, other people involved in this game are, for example, Stephen Shaw, Jonathan Ackley, Peter Chan, and Larry Ahern, 
all were legends in my eyes, proper LucasArts uh, alumni. When was Full Throttle first released? Anyone know? 1993. Close. Two. Five. 1995. Okay. Quite a late game in their adventure sort of portfolio. Coming towards, maybe coming towards the end of the point and click era. Uh, It it, it was, actually. It was kind of the the beginning of the end. And I think this was, uh, I'll talk about it a bit more Mm. later, actually. But it was a kind of game to almost try and revitalize the genre a little bit. Yeah, so it's like the year after the PlayStation had been released. It was, sadly. Changing climate. Yeah, which is a bit sad for me. Um, but it was initially released on the MS-DOS, Windows and Mac. Which I know it's on a few other versions now as well. It is now, yeah. It is. It is. Um, how many copies do you think most previous adventure titles sold for LucasArts? Like adventure games? Half a million. Uh, not a bad shout. Not a bad shout. I've got a figure here, a sort of, ra- a sort of, ra- a sort of, a medium number here. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go on. Around a hundred thousand. Huh. Okay. Well, not huge. Ooh. Not huge no. sellers, apparently. So I would have thought like Monkey Island, those games mm. would have done yeah. pretty well. I haven't got all the, the the facts and the figures for all of them, truthfully. I've just got like, a roundabout figure. But yeah, it'd be nice to find out actually exactly how many each of them sold. But that's the kind of roundabout figure, which is, does surprise me a little bit. How many do you, how many copies of Full Throttle do you think were sold? <sighs> got to be less than. Yeah, I'm going to say 50, 60. 50. Thousand. Do you know you're ready for this? It sold over a million copies. Ooh. One of their biggest Wow. One of their biggest sellers. Without a shadow huh. of a doubt. That is pretty mad. That's, doesn't really have the same kind jump. of cultural weight as some of the other it doesn't, big ones. Does it? You know, rain, uh, Rainbow Islands. <laughs> Rainbow Islands. <laughs> Monkey Island. Yeah, yeah, it's got such a reputation, yeah. hasn't it? But even um, Day of the Tentacle, that's Luke Sartre, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that, that, that was the game just before this, I believe. Mm. That yeah, was like, 100,000 of that one, the, the, the Day of the Tentacle. Well, no, I don't, don't quote me on that, but that was, oh. you know, it might be but a like tad that, more. That to me seems like it has a lot more kind of cultural weight than Full Throttle. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't yeah. really. Hadn't really heard of it at all, actually, before like you kind of brought it up. Well, do we trust Edge, the magazine? Yeah, they were kind of the, well, yeah. they were the, Edge, the serious. We we trust them. Magazine, weren't they? They, mm. they said that Full Throttle was the first ever LucasArts adventure to reach this number over it's a million. A big number for you know. Yeah. Did people mistake it from a, kind of for, a, for a motorbike game? Did they think it, it was by accident? Did they think <laughs> yeah. it was? Did they think it was a sequel to Hang On? They thought, oh, Road Rash. <laughs> Let's play a bit of this bad Road, boy. Road, Road yeah. Rash. <laughs> um. It was later remastered in 2017, only last year, by Double Fine Productions, uh, which, which is owned by Tim Schafer, there you go, mm-hmm. and released in April 2017 for Windows, PS4, hey. and PlayStation Vita. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yes. What number uh, do you think it is in the LucasArts Adventures kind of timeline? What number would you put full throttle? What, what uh, do you mean? As in released. Rank, what, release? Yeah, what? so obviously, Loom and the first Monkey Island and the original Maniac Mansion were very early days. What, what number is this in the sort of timeline? The last one? 11th. <laughs> 11th. It, actually, I think it pretty much was the last one. I think it was one of the last uh, adventure games they released, to be fair. So 11th. Was it before or after Grim Fandango? Before. It was before. I think Grim Fandango might be actually the final one. Was the last one? Yeah. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong on that, actually, listeners. But it was the 11th adventure game and 10th to use the company's in-house scum engine. Yeah, oh, that, oh man, they rinsed that engine. They sorry, did. Sorry to come in on this, but weren't Sam and Max and Indiana, Indiana Jones also LucasArts? Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's, and this was the biggest seller. Interesting. Uh, at the time. Okay. At the time. Um, and I'm a huge fan of Monkey Island, uh, LucasArts and uh, Indiana Jones, and of course, Sam and Max hit the road, which uh-huh. we haven't really, haven't really spoke about much, but I've got a lot of fond memories about that. We'll do that on a separate pod, I'm sure. In the near future. That's um, a guarantee. That's an Adrian guarantee. It is pretty much a guarantee. What was the budget for this game? <laughs> they sold a million copies. But what was the initial budget to make this game? Five grand. No, sorry. <laughs> I went too low. Big budget. Big budget. Five million. Less than that. Too high. <laughs> too high. <laughs> I've got here $1.5 million. That's crazy. That is a big budget game, but a successful game. So fair play to him. Um... What they also bought in this game, I think it's a slight step up above from the previous ones. It was really high quality full motion video animation. So really good cutscenes. Totally the mid-90s. Totally the mid-90s. And they actually created a, uh, it's called the Insane Animation Engine, which they initially made for Star Wars Rebel Assault 2. And they kind of transferred that over. So a different genre. But they they bought this really excellent sort of um, of cutscene graphics. Um, Unusual for the time, (coughs) a full throttle, Brought in some very, very professional voice actors into the game. 
So before that, it's more in-house, kind of sort of smallish actors, but they actually bought some real big players. Do you know any of the uh, actors that appeared in this game? Mm. Excuse me. The the main um the main hero Ben. Give us some clues. All right. Chapter. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you Ben's character because you wouldn't have heard this guy. And I'll give you a few clues. Uh, the, the other people, but Ben's voice. Um, I have to say, brilliant, 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 act, brilliant voice. Roy Conrad. Uh, he was actually in Patch Adams and The Wizard, apparently small parts. But this is what he's probably best. Was it The Wizard? <laughs> I think he was like the coach driver in The Wizard. A very oh, small part. Is that a stage name? Because that's quite a good. That's a real actor's name, isn't it? Roy Conrad. Roy Conrad. Like Max Power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's great. And I have to say, the, the voice acting for Ben is absolutely unbelievable. Gra- gravelly, you know, kind of tough. A proper biker voice. Um, next character is Adrian Ripperberger, <laughs> the main villain, the main villain of the of the series, and he villain called Adrian. Yeah. Adrian Ripberger and you'll know this guy he's a huge huge actor uh, um, known f- I'll tell you what Star Wars um, Mark Hamill Mark Hamill uh, Mark Hamill who obviously was doing a lot of voice work in the 90s Great best known actor. for The Joker The Joker and Batman the animated series the animated yep. series he's yeah, very very is. good but also like the, it still does lots and lots of voiceover work for mm. kind of cartoons and that kind of thing oh man I love the Batman animated Oh, he's uh, did a lot of voices in regular show. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, skips. I think he was. Yeah, it? he did skips. You're right. Yeah, and it just and I think it's almost a compliment. Uh, when I was playing the game, I didn't almost realize it was Mark Hamill, and he's just a really good sort of oily bad guy kind of suit sort of per you know you know rich mm. sort of person's voice. Really, really, really classy. I've got another character here, Malcolm Corley, kind of a lovable elderly motorcycle company owner, kind of nice guy, and he he he. He was actually, um, he was voiced by a guy called Hamilton Camp. Do you recognize that name by any chance? Sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't place him at all. He was quite a famous singer and songwriter, but he was also known for doing quite a few Scooby-Doo characters, lots of sort of smaller film roles. But, you know, he's got a massive list on IMDb, just little roles here and there. He was a famous singer-songwriter, like Uh, one of the band? Quite famous. I mean, I I didn't recognize any of the bands I was looking at, truthfully. But probably my favorite one is Maureen. Uh, Maureen's this, this, this kind of Ben's badass female ally, kind of uh, sort of love interest in the in the series, and um, she was voiced by someone called Kaf Suchi or Sushi, and um, you you know this guy's she she was Linka in Captain Planet, Lo- Linka Linka <laughs> Lola Bunny in Space Jam, oh, yeah ah. Fifi Lafum in Tiny Toons. Yeah, the um, the female skunk. Yeah. It was like Pepe Le Pew's junior version. Yeah. Dexter's mum in Dexter's lab- uh, Laboratory. Nice. I love Dexter's yeah. Lab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phil and Lil in the Rugrats. Oh, Phil, yeah. yeah. Actually, no, that f- actress does do a lot of stuff because every so often like, you'll kind of have a cartoon where you go, oh, that sounds exactly like Phil and Lil mm, in the Rugrats. Yeah. yeah, she's done a lot of stuff. And uh, apparently she has a character called Lorraine in Cat Dog, which I... I do like cat dogs. Cat dog. cat dog. Just don't ask how they go to the toilet. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> but big names, you know. Mark Hamill is obviously the uh, the standout mm. name there, and he was brilliant. He's absolutely awesome. He took one million of the budget, and then and the other <laughs> yeah, yeah given to cat dog lady. But cat dog. <laughs> hey, um, that's my that's my name up to there next to the pepper sauce, and don't you forget it. Mistake. <laughs> <Pepper steak>. <laughs> but but guys, as you can tell, this is a game that Lucas Arts put money into, a lot of faith into. Um, and actually the voice acting, I think has a huge influence on the game. I think it's, it's, it's probably, uh, I'll talk more about my pros and cons about the game later, but I think it's up there with the high highlights. It's absolutely incredible. The voice acting, I, I it's, it's my probably favorite of all LucasArts. And I'm talking about, you know, I, I was, I was very, very, very passionately happy about, um, you know, um, the fate of Atlantis. You know, mm. I thought that was good, that was good voice acting, but this takes it to another level. You can almost tell if you pay the money, you get the quality. How did I play this game? When did it, when Dragon actually played this bad boy? At your uncle's house. Uncle's house. <laughs> well, my uncle Victor. <laughs> yes, Uncle Victor. Not not Uncle Alan. Uncle Alan's oh, no, when I played uh, Atlanta. Oh Atlanta. Yes, yes. But Uncle Victor got me a copy, didn't there he, on the go. PC? A sneaky Ooh. copy. <laughs> naughty, naughty. Bit sneaky, bit naughty. He gave me a little sneaky copy, and I got stuck stuck in. I loved it. Um, you know, by that time. By that time, I would have quit Fate of Atlantis. I want another adventure game to do. I can't get past Fate of Atlantis. Yeah, I played you had this. to leave Fate of Atlantis tw- 20 years to mature before, before completing that. <laughs> yes, do you want to hear um, a bit of Deja Vu? 
Go on. That's what happened with this game. Oh. <laughs> what is what I is liked, up with that, mate? Come on. I like I like Full Throttle. I got into it. I got I got about halfway through. I didn't, at the time I didn't know it was halfway through because I know I know I know. Got about just over halfway through. I got stuck on a stupid puzzle. I couldn't get through it. There was no internet at the time, and I stopped playing. Adrian loves games so much he <laughs> waits twenty years to finish them. <laughs> so spoiler alert: about a year ago, um, I saw a, I saw an advert. I saw, saw, saw um, rumours that Double Fine Productions, obviously Tim Schafer's company, uh, he, he since left Lucas Arts, obviously was about to remaster Full Throttle, and I thought to myself, it's about time I completed this bad boy. You know, it's about time. I like the game at the time. I want to finish it. I, I bought it as soon as it came out. Actually, a, well, a couple of months after it came out on the, on, the, on Steam, and I've now completed the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Using cheats. Um, <laughs> do you know what the funny thing is? And this it brings up bad memories. I, I got stuck on this weird canyon bit of the game, and I, you had to. It's a it's a sort of spoiler, but I don't think it's too bad. You have to. Um, it's like a broken bridge, and if you've got a fast speed motorbike, what do you do? What do you do to get over the bridge? Acceleration, bro. You've got to put down a ramp. Yep. Yeah. In place. Yeah. You need to make sure your your bike is fully modified. It's got extra extra booster power, and you're ready to go over the bridge. Yeah. And that's the bit I got stuck on twenty years ago. What? What? what well, you just couldn't you make get? it over the bridge. Yeah. I couldn't get over the bridge, so I played the game again a couple. Of, well, like early this year, and I got stuck on the same bit. Oh. Yeah. Around it was actually actually it must be sort of January time I played it. And I got stuck again. I'm thinking this is bringing up terrible memories. <laughs> you know, this Were you missing a bit before. to the bike? Huh? Were you missing a bit to the bike? No, and actually it's really annoying because I, I, when I got stuck and getting really frustrated, I looked at walkthroughs and I still couldn't work out why I couldn't get over the o- o- over the ramp. Wow. I was like, what what is, is there a glitch on the game or something? <laughs> yeah. Or is it just cursed? I can't <laughs> complete this. And do you know what? It, it, it's, I think it's a negative of the game. You, think, you, you bring yourself an idiot. Uh, but to do this, there's a um, almost like a notice board near the canyon bit. And if you don't read the notice board, you don't get the idea of jumping over the ramp. I'm like, come on. Oh, so you're just going like you normal. Had to, yeah. So you're not yeah. actually no, giving you, you it. You drive towards it, to go, you steer off, oh, I'm not going to do that. Oh. But you read this oh, notice board okay. and you hear about this, uh, this old guy that did it apparently in the past. You have to read it first, all the different panels oh. of the notice board. I'm like, come that's on. That's typical point and click though, mm. isn't it? If you it don't see it's annoying. And I reckon that's where I got stuck 20 years ago and I got, I got stuck. You didn't look at the notice board. No, and um, that's our tip. That, that's basically our always check. I can attack cheap cheats. <laughs> always check the notice board. So, well, I've completed it now, and actually after that, it was relatively plain sailing. You know, <laughs> the rest of the game, I had about another sort of a third of the game to complete, and I, I enjoyed the end of it. But that's a little quip of mine, a little little negative there. Um, but actually, when I bought this on Steam, I got a really good deal actually because I think there's a good sale going on, and um, I think it cost me about fifteen pounds, but I got. Full Throttle, Grim Fandango. Yeah. I've got loads of other Double Fine games as well. Mm. Other games, actually. Loads of platform games they released, like, um, I can't remember the names now, but a, lot, a huge selection of games. I haven't played a lot of them yet. Um, I'll talk about one I'm playing after the pod as well, which is quite interesting. But there you go. Um, what I'll is tra- the plot of Full Throttle? I'll come to that. I'll come okay. to that. I've got <laughs> little, little, not, not many spoilers, actually. You have to jump a canyon in the bag yeah, we know and then you much. win the game. Yep. You've got to read notice boards, Rob, basically. That's the plot. Just read notice boards. <laughs> but actually, Dylan, Keith, Rob, have you ever played this game? No, I'm literally looking at a YouTube video of it now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I have a confession to make. Do you want to share the confession, Dylan? Uh, so, it's been on my wish list for ages. I think I added it, like, months ago. And you know how Steam does a thing where it sends you an email when it gets... Dropped in price. Yes. So I was like six, seven quid the other day. So oh, I'll buy it. And then, of course, I've had to move house in the meantime. <laughs> and I haven't actually made time to play it Boo. since I bought it. So I've owned it for about a fortnight. And sorry, I haven't played it at all. But it's there. It's and waiting. Now you know to read notice boards. <laughs> I'm going to read every yeah. notice board. I'm, oh, I'm you know, worse than you. Regardless then. of being in the game, I'm just going to go down the road. I'm worse than you because I've had it for months and I haven't played it. Oh, anymore. yeah, you got it on I the got PS4. It, uh, yeah, I got it on the PS4. It was bundled with Grim Fandango. Yeah. And I played that, but I haven't played this. Uh, another Tim Schafer game. Yeah. Um, so I will. I just haven't got around to it yet. This is mad. It's, it's the kind of game that you want to you wanna play, mm. but life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. It's a game... I think you can, you almost have to sort of devote time to it. Obviously, adventure games, there's no real time limit. Actually, in a little weird way, there is in this game. I'll talk more but about that. Isn't it a motorbike racing game? Can I just dip it in there? Um, sections of the game is motorbike racing, but most of it is point <laughs> and click. 
<laughs> Do you want to hear a bit, a bit more about the development of the game? Then we come to the plot a little bit later. You ready for this? So, Full Throttle, uh, was a, uh, basically the concept, um, basically LucasArts ran out of ideas. Let's be honest for a minute. And they, they wanted a whole new game, um, that just released Day of the Tentacle and actually asked, um, Tim Schafer and Dave Grossman for any ideas. Okay. To come up with some ideas. And actually the first, the first couple of ideas, uh, was, was a third Monkey Island game. Which came out a bit later, and um, a, a different Maniac Mansion series as well. New game in that series, so sort of follow on t- from Day of the Tentacle. I love that. We're out of ideas. We need some more ones. How about sequels to the existing properties we already have? Yeah, that that. Well, there you go. That was originally concepted, but Schaefer stepped up. Here you go, Tim Schaefer, and actually he had uh, five different ideas, original ideas, and he brought them to the uh, LucasArts office. Um, one of them, here we go, I've got a few quotes here. He said he produced a pitch for a spy game, a Day of the Dead game, which would later become uh, Grim Fandango, Grim Fandango yeah. and a biker game that later evolved into Full Throttle. I'm not sure what the other two games are, but apparently he had five ideas, and they're, they're the three main ones, I assume. I think one was an anthropomorphic bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> Inner City Sumo. Inner City Sumo. <laughs> Monkey Tennis. <laughs> Starring Alan Partridge. There you go. Um... But apparently, management hated the initial pitch of Full Throttle, and he had to revise the design and repitched it with greater success. And apparently, Edge reported that, this is a quote from Tim, it was eventually greenlit on Schaefer's assurance that it would be a hit, as he felt that its protagonist and concept were more commercial than the company's early adventures. Do you think a biker game is a bit more commercial than pirates and crazy time travel? Yeah. Mm, not necessarily. Mm. I don't know if it's more well, to commercial the, to the than wider, pirates. To the wider, wider public. Yeah. yeah. Mm, probably. I don't know. It depends. Like, it was the mid 90s, so I suppose bikes maybe cool. it was. Yeah. Short answer yes with an if, long yeah. answer no with a but. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear how Tim came up with the idea initially, though? Apparently, this is another quote here. He said, um, I'd love to be, uh, if you could go back in time, I'd love to travel back and go to this Alaskan biker bar that Tim was in, because apparently he was in this Alaskan biker bar and was overhearing bikers talk about the good old days and he said here bikers are kind of like pirates like another culture that people don't have a window into most of the time but has its own rules and it might provide a neat alternative to a fantasy setting do you agree with that mm, that's quite an interesting take on it actually yes yeah. yeah, you know like modern like biker gangs and hell's angels i, I suppose they probably have in similar spirits of pirates. I'm assuming yeah, Tim know. was um, there. No, oh, well, I was going to say. Nothing no. wrong done. I think uh, <laughs> pirates and traditional Americans, Hell's Angels, probably have a lot of instances of their culture in common in the sense that they are not things that you could put in a commercial game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you know what I mean. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> can you imagine Tim in the bar though? Oh, sorry, Mr. Hell's Angel. Can you repeat yeah, that? I'm just making notes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh man, that, that Alaskan biker bar though, wow, could you imagine? I wanted to get the hell out of there. What was he even doing in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a question for another day. Tim, think, answer my emails. <laughs> well, I think if it's Alaska in the 90s, maybe he was a Northern Exposure fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Love that TV show. Didn't, yeah, didn't, I didn't get along with it, didn't get along with it myself. I wasn't, I wasn't mature enough to, uh, they're going to reboot it. Are they? Yeah. Before, hey. before I reveal, reveal the plot, I know this is Dylan's favourite bit. Do you want to hear the back of the box? Yay. I love back of the box. <laughs> It'll wet your whistle. It'll sort of gear us up for the game. You ready for this? We need to have a little jingle for this. No. Back of the box. Back of the box. Back of the box. to read the back of the box. You ready for this? You ready? All right, here we go. Motorcycles, mayhem, murder. <gasps> what? One minute you're on the road riding, not a care in the world. Then some guy in a suit comes along and says he's got a deal for you and your gang. But when you come to, you've got a lump on your head, the law on your back, and a feeling in your gut that the road you're on is about to get a lot rougher. Beat up, busted mad. Ben's been double-crossed before, but this time they messed with his gang. They trashed his bike, and they're about to come back for more. Chainsaws, tire irons, semi-trucks, everything's coming after Ben at once. Trouble's riding his back so tight, it makes the lever squeak. He's got to outfight it, <laughs> outsmart it, and outrun it if he wants to survive. Ben is a real hardcore biker name, isn't it? Benjamin. Hey, yeah. ben. Halfway through back of the box, carry on. Suits, cops, minivans. The society that that it's him too at- much on the box. Minivans. 
The society that him out long ago wants him back, dead or alive. A faceless legal system wants Ben for murder. A greedy executive wants him for money. A mysterious woman wants him for revenge. What they're all going to get you is up to you. Blow your mind with butt-kicking graphics, brutal puzzles, and a head-on collision of action and adventure. Blow your speakers with movie-quality sound and a full digital score featuring the Gone Jackals. An authentic, hard-hammering biker band. Blow your money on another game or kickstart your computer and go full throttle. <laughs> Brutal puzzles. Nice. Read the notice board. Yes. Um, actually, I was going to ask you, has anyone heard the band uh, Gone Jackals before? <laughs> no. Rob? <laughs> okay, I thought you might know, Rob. They're literally like just some band that got dragged out of a biker bar. <laughs> That's what I said. Or probably that, that Alaskan yeah. biker bar. Well, actually, no. To defend the the Gone Jackals, the soundtrack in this game is very good, and it's proper biker esque, country esque. Uh-huh. It adds to the game. Actually, they have a Wikipedia page. They they they're semi big. They're semi big. Do they have a Wikipedia semi-big. page? They have a Wikipedia. I page. haven't checked. Semi big. Semi big. Oh, Rob, get on your phone. What are they called again? The, the Gone Gon Jackals. The Gone Jackals. Jackals. Um, while Rob checks out the Gone Jackals and subscribes <laughs> to their fan club. And whilst, and whilst Adrian just makes a Wikipedia page for the Gone Jackals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm typing. Can you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear the plot? Go for it. Now, look, I've, I haven't... I purposely don't want to tell you the whole plot because it kind of spoils the game. I'm going to sort of set the scene. Okay. So when you, well, Keith, when you play it, yep. you know, tomorrow, tomorrow. And Dylan, when you play it, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow it's not going to ruin the game. So, look. I purposely cut it off at a certain point. Here we go. Future technology paved the way to the creation of hovercrafts, which began to gradually replace motorized vehicles. Ben is the leader of the Polecats, one of the toughest biker gangs on the road. One day he drives over and damages a hovercraft limousine, which belongs to Malcolm Crawley, owner of Crawley Motors, the last domestic motorcycle manufacturer. Later, Ben is having a bit of uh, good clean fun at the kickstand bar, when Corley drops by for a bit of reminiscing. This leads to a meeting with Corley Motors Vice President, Adrian Ripberger, who has his own sinister plans concerning the company, the Polecats, and the future of motorized vehicles. Ben refuses to cooperate and must now face the consequences and do everything in his power to bring Ripberger to justice. There you go. It's a, um, it's a, great, it's a great story, actually. It's quite, you know, it's quite a short game. Okay, slight negative there, but the story is brilliant. You, you basically you, you've been framed. Uh, you know, you're, you're controlling a guy called Ben. Obviously, you've been framed. You, you know, you got no to, Jeremy Beadle, no Jeremy Beadle, <laughs> yeah. and um, you've got to foil Adrian Ritberger's plan to take over this um, you know huge company and, and basically outlaw uh, biker gangs. Basically, okay, yeah, it's a really it's quite a deep story. Actually, it kept me guessing. Um, <clears throat> there's there's plot hole. There's uh, plots. There's um, aren't organised criminal gangs already illegal? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, do you know what? I, it's it's a really the story is good. Okay, like I said, it's a bit short, but it, it keeps you engrossed, and the cutscenes are very well well done. And I haven't really spoke about the remastered version. Mm. Um, I played it in '95. I played the 2016 version, and I I found myself clicking the button to <clears throat> to change the graphics quite often. It was quite hard for me to decide, do I want the refreshed, yeah. refined graphics or the sort of really old the school, original. grainy, pixely. And um, it, it's, I, I would, I'll give Tim a little bit of credit here, Tim Schafer. I think the remastered version is, is better than Monkey Island. Remastered. I don't like the remastered okay. Monkey Island. Yeah. No, I'm, well, I'm, yeah. And, and, and I think you, mean it, you mean it's more, it's not too detracting from the original? <laughs> is that what you're saying? It's just, I think the art style. Is it just a carbon copy? No, it's, it's, like, it's much smoother. But it's it's almost like oh, it's hard to explain. It's, it it does look a bit fresher than the Monkey Island. I don't know. I can't really explain Monkey Island. I don't like the style they chose no, for the Monkey Island. Give the Monkey Island one. It was too different from the original. Yeah, yeah. not and pixely enough. Yeah, but you can flick. You can flick. Can't you can you? flick. Yeah, give that the one anyway. But it's just yeah, the style they chose just wasn't. I don't think it was right for it. But yeah, I just um, I'd never played the original Full Throttle, so because I've got the remastered. Yeah, one so now. it might be different. Mm. <clears throat> um. So I kept flicking back and forth. It's almost an idea to see, oh, what was this like back in the old days? And well, that's funnily enough. I mean, we'll talk. We'll probably do a Grim Fandango pod yeah. with that one because the character models and everything in that were three D rendered yeah. originally. All it does on the remastered one is it adds textures and lighting and stuff that wasn't there. Yeah. So it does look better. Yeah, but like you said, it is quite interesting just to flip oh, back I, and I see how it was, how it would have looked mm. on someone's PC back in the nineties. Yeah. Know? 
And I think for me, nostalgia, I was like, I remember playing this game, but I need to go back a bit and, but don't want to play the updated version. It must mm. look, can you imagine Twitch? If I was twitching this right now or playing the game, people would have, I've gone crazy. <laughs> Make your mind up. What, what version Stop are you playing? playing. <laughs> yeah, one. stick with it. Um, my favorite bit of the game actually, because, um, again, I, I'll tell you a bit more of my views about it a bit more, but my favorite bit of the game is quite near the end and, um, never played it 20 years ago. So it was only quite recently I played this bit. Uh, there's a really, you have to cross a minefield. And to cross the minefield, if you go across first, you, I think you, you pretty much, you die actually, or, or you, you, it's a bit different actually in this game. You can die in full throttle. Now that's not unusual, isn't it? That's un- for a point and click game. Well, as in die and go back to the beginning. No, no die in real life. <laughs> you will die. Ben, no. ben can kind of die. Almost like, if you can't do a, a certain section of a puzzle in time, not all puzzles are time sensitive, but if you can't do it in time, it goes back as well. I better try that again. It goes back to a sort of a few minutes prior. But it's unusual from a LucasArts mm. game that you can actually die. Yeah. Um, but this bit here, you've got to cross a minefield. If I gave you a lot of electric bunnies <laughs> and you could go back and keep getting these electric sort of like Duracell bunnies, how would you try and cross a minefield? What would your strategy be? I'd send them across first. Send them across yeah. first. Would and they will pave enough? the way. What? Be would they, yeah, would they even be heavy they enough would. to set off? These, these little, I think they're, um, little pink bunnies would walk across the minefield. They'll blow up. I think you have to get like three batches worth, about 30 bunnies in total, I think. And they lead the way until the sort of final session. 30 of the game. bunnies. And it okay. is quite funny. It is quite funny, actually. I've said it's a very clever bit of the game. Um, all right, gameplay. As with most adventure games, it is a single player game in which <coughs> you control uh, the character from a third person perspective and use obviously the mouse. And the point and click interface. So you have to click around your left, left mouse button and you can, uh, move your character Ben, uh, so, certain context with a cursor with an arrow and you can, um, yeah, you can click around different areas and actually you can ride a, ride a motorbike as well. Um, which is quite interesting. Again, quite original for a LucasArts game. There is action areas. Mm. So a little bit like Road Rash, you can ride your motorbike, use your mouse to almost go left and right. Um, and you can use it to, and you can click it to, to hit, uh, various other gang members. I think that's the only bit of the game I've seen in, I, I don't yeah. know why I've seen it, but yeah, it's the only bit I've actually seen. Maybe because someone was saying, oh, this looks a bit like Road Rush. But, yeah. but do you know what? It was, it was almost like a gimmick for me personally. It was quite original at the start, but it got annoying. It got annoying. And I'll tell you what really burnt me because, as I said earlier, I, I got stuck on that bit, that stupid canyon, and I thought to myself, what is wrong? Have I, I, it, but basically, it's a, it's a riding section of the game. Do I have to get more for my bike? Do I have to get more weapons to get through? Do I have to get more upgrades? So I kept fighting these people. I must have um, hit down over a hundred bikers, thinking, ah, oh, because every time you hit a biker, you might get a random weapon. Does that make sense? So I thought I must be missing something. So it was so frustrating. I think that was what scarred me actually the most. So that part of the game is actually quite annoying for me now. So oh. it's a shame. So quite an original part of the game actually does actually annoy me. But there you go. It's just me personally. Um, yeah, dialogue plays a very, very important part in this game. And actually, a little bit different to Monkey Island, Daily Technical, it's not really about comedy or humour. There's, there's some funny bits in it, but it's more about Ben being a, you know, you're quite a tough guy. Action sometimes speaks louder than words. You know, you, 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 you keep your, you, your comments quite short and sharp. It's quite an interesting character. He fits in well with the, with, with, with the theme of the game, I think, actually. Uh, but yeah, choosing the correct response allows the player to advance in certain situations and maybe even achieve certain puzzles. There you go. Um, yeah, the game setting is actually often mistaken for being a post-apocalyptic world. Mm. You've seen the, the pictures? Yeah. So it's definitely set in the future. We can look, we're talking about this hovercraft, mm. you know, really uh, advanced motorbikes. But actually, Tim Schafer actually clarified that the setting was simply an alternative world which was more desolate than that of our own. It was never meant to be a post-war or anything like that. There you go. Um, I, like I said, guys, I, I really do like the soundtrack here. I like, I like the voice acting. I think the sound is probably my favorite part of this game. I really do. And, and the Gone Jackals, a San Francisco biker band called the Gone Jackals did most of the biker music for the game. And the, their CD, Bone, uh, to pick features almost every, show, every song from the game. Along with many other songs, it became the most selling item in the Lucas Mail Order catalog. And you know what? Talk they do have their own Wikipedia page. Hey. Hey. Although because I Rob just created it. <laughs> although I don't think uh, any of the records ever came out on a quote-unquote reputable label. Oh, well. <laughs> 
But Why you're a you fan. Me like that? <laughs> you're a fan, Rob, of the Gone Jackals. I've literally never heard of them before. <laughs> um, like, in fact, when you were when you were describing this as a point and click bike game, you know, what I was really hoping it was going to be. Like, what? did any have you any of you ever seen he, he, uh, Heat Vision and Jack, the greatest what? unmade uh, like pilot of all time? No, Heat Vision and Jack. Nope. It's basically, like Jack Black is Jack, and he uh, his best friend got turned into a motorcycle <laughs> called really? Heat Vision. It's played by <laughs> Owen Wilson's voice. It's amazing. That does sound pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it is every good. bit as good as it sounds. <laughs> and the motorcycle can talk. Well, awesome. There you go. There you go. Um, back to Full Throttle, though. I mean, it's worth playing. It's worth playing. I think it's a good game. It's 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 an interesting. It's it's almost a different sort of point and click game for me it's not quite as funny it's, it, it tries to be a bit more serious um some of the i think the setting is quite interesting and do you know what? there's quite a few sort of mini games in it as well which is unusual so there's a weird bit in the game where you have to almost control a car almost like a sort of dodge area you have to make certain jumps they're trying new things and i think this is a good example of lucas arts thinking the adventures genre is kind of in its last legs we need to add a little bit extra sort of you know oil to the mm. to the gears and some of the mini games were quite clever. Some of them got annoying. Some of them actually detracted from the puzzles a little bit. But I respect, I do respect them taking a chance, taking risks. So, give it a go. If you're, if you're on your, if you're on your, um, tomorrow apparently I have to play you it. You have so. to now. Yeah. You have to. Um, do you think it was reviewed world? Do you think it got good ratings? Yeah. I'm going to say yes, especially as it was such a big seller. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Interesting. good reviews prompted the, I, some of the sales. I think it might have got, slightly lesser reviews just because I'm not sure the central concept is one that really translates to the kind of things game reviewers are into if that makes sense like Maybe. well the reviews yeah. really knocked that it wasn't a a bike racing, racing game, racing game. <laughs> yeah no I think it reviewed I well think they before. knew it was a point and click game <laughs> didn't, to be fair <laughs> and I keep tugging that thread keep, keep tugging it um Metacritic gave the original game 86 overall. That's all the all the reviews. reviews That's not too bad, is it? That's really good, actually. 86. But the remaster version got a slightly lower figure of 70. Well, 76. Ooh, (coughs) has it really added much to the game? Um, Hey, it helped me play it again. (laughs) That's gonna help me play it. Um, The main the main kind of things the critics praised the 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 animation, the voice acting, the soundtrack, (coughs) but many reviewers felt the game was far too short. And when you say it's yeah. short, how short is it? Um, for me, a long time. If, yeah, 20, if, 20 odd 20, years. Yeah. <laughs> if you hadn't got stuck as well on the, no, look, the bridge thing, I mean, how... If I knew, at the point I got stuck, I had no idea what it was. You know, that's, that was more than half through the game. I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Yeah, Monkey Island is longer than this. A mm. lot longer. Um, the puzzles, apart from that weird bit I got stuck on it, the puzzles weren't that taxing for me. Yeah. I'm not the smartest cookie in, in, in the world. But, but the they weren't stuck on wasn't really even a puzzle, was it? It was nah, just making sure you read the notice board. You said to activate the re- you read this bit. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy it. It never really pushed me. Mm. You know, I, I put my hands up if I, get, if I get really stuck in a puzzle like Fate of Atlantis, I did use, I have used walkthroughs now and then, very, very sparingly. I don't like doing it. But if you're proper struck, but I didn't really get stuck apart from, uh, that one little section there. So I have to agree, it was too short though. You can, I was surprised it was, when, when the game finished, like, oh, it's hmm. a little bit of a shame. It, it sounds to me like it's more of a, like a move, it's, is it, is it got a kind of like an animated movie yeah. kind of feel? So with those kind, I don't mind those being short mm. because mm. you're there to, you know, to enjoy, enjoy it for those few mm. hours. I don't, you know, I get why people are, oh, well, you know, you can pay this amount for a game and it's yeah. only like two, three hours or whatever, but I, I don't mind that. And I don't the, mind and that. The story is good, didn't Yeah. And the acting yeah, is brilliant. Yeah, it's to enjoy the story, isn't it? Enjoy the story. Be, yeah. be a part of that, that film for a little while. Yeah. I don't know if you no, that's a fair yeah. point. And if you go in the right, I guess it's sort of, I'm used to the old school LucasArts games where Fate of Atlantis was a very long game. Mm-hmm. Monkey Island 2, a very long game. Yeah, Day of the Tenet was quite relatively short as well, to be fair, but. I suppose if you t- if you yeah if you look at that angle it's it's a bit different isn't it? Do you want to hear two very opposing sort of um, <coughs> reviews from magazines? <laughs> yeah, I've got go one on. that gave it ninety percent. I've got the Computer Gaming World CGW apparently. You ready for this? Mm. Full Throttle is a great is great to listen to and even better to look at. 
Ironically, its weakest point is its gameplay, and its gameplay isn't even all that weak, just <laughs> somewhat less challenging and more obvious than it might have been. <laughs> the puzzles are fine, but on the whole, they are overshadowed by all of the game's extended movie and action sequences. On the bright side, this makes Full Throttle an ideal starter game for someone new to interactive fiction or who, for, what, for, what, uh, for whatever reason, might be uh, put out by more taxing gameplay. As for expert gamers, all they have to do is look at Full Throttle as a highly interactive movie rather than as perhaps an overly simple eh. traditional adventure game. And it all falls into place. Full Throttle offers an easy ride yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but the tr- the scenery's uh, terrific, the story's exciting, in, and even at its simplest, the game's not a pushover. All but the most demanding gamers will find much here to enjoy. Dylan, you nailed it. Yeah, but, but I've even played it. You, <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it and you haven't even played it. Um, that's a good review, and I think it's a fair review. That's I'd agree with everything that says, actually. Mm-hmm. I, actually I think 90% is a good score. Maybe a tad high, personally. Mm-hmm. But I would agree with what you said. I've got another here. Electric Playground. Never heard of them, but they mm, gave about. they gave this game fifty percent. Easy. Ouch. Oof. I know. I feel, I, I want to look at two sides. Ready for this? Mm. The trend with LucasArts is to create games that are not chastising for mistakes. Do something ludicrous to uh, to put Ben in mortal danger, and he is either likely to refuse to cooperate or adjust, brush himself off <laughs> like Wiley E. Coyote after a fall. I kind of agree with this theory of LucasArts but they have rid themselves of a prime source for filler material. There are no death scenes. Instead, they have opted to stretch the game with a couple of no-brainer, ultra-annoying, less-than-thrilling arcade action sequences. This is where Full, full Throttle really falls in its face. Well, you don't like the arcade bits. No. That still doesn't sound like justification for their no. really low scores, does it? Yeah, it's not Dragon's Lair. <laughs> no, it's not Dragon's Lair. Um... There's two, I'll give you my opinions now, what I think of the game. I think the story is brilliant. <coughs> the cutscenes are really well done. Um, I did, I got swept up in the story. Uh, it's, it, I wanted to finish it. And I think that's what, what frustrated me a bit when I got stuck. Yeah, like, yeah. I just want to keep moving forward. I've, I've done all the puzzles. I'm sure I've done everything. And it, it was frustrating. So I was desperate to finish it. I finally worked it out. Um, I think the puzzles were fun. Some were frustrating, such as the, the massive jump, but overall, they did seem quite easy. Okay, they lacked the challenge of Atlantis and the early Monkey Island games. Um, I said earlier, guys, the bike riding element was quite interesting, but it got tedious very, very soon. Mm. Very, very soon. Yeah, you're not you're not really selling that to me at all. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> and characters were interesting, and the setting of the game was very original. I thought that was quite good. I like. I actually did like the way the game was set. Um, I mentioned earlier, Dylan, I think the remastered version is better than the Monkey Island versions. I think, give credit to Tim there, he's taken mm. care of the game. He's he's given a new sort of um, polish. Um, but I still would probably play the original still. You know, when, yeah. you're playing, when you're playing Full Throttle, probably go back to the original. Okay. You know? um, the acting, the, the voice acting is probably the best ever I've heard for LucasArts. You know, that's a high compliment. Uh, but again, overall, probably a bit too short and a bit too simple for me. Okay. Yeah, because right. you know, I'm, hey, I'm, I, I like my adventure games. I played a lot of my time. Just to finish off the pod, was there any sequels planned for Full Throttle? Yeah, two, two, two were planned. Right, two were never made. Do you want to hear more about them? Just like Avatar, so far. Oh, Avatar, Avatar, the point oh. and click adventure. Can you imagine? Um, <laughs> Full Throttle payback. Oh yeah, pay. See if, if it's got like. Bikes in it or something. He's got to have a payback. Exactly. Full payback. payback title. In spring 2000, LucasArts began the production of Full Throttle Payback. 2000. Mm-hmm. Wow, so that's okay. that's a big jump, isn't it? Mm. Not quite as big as the jump I made over the gorge, the canyon, but still. <laughs> hey, read that go. notice board. Um, yeah, but by then, guys, 2000, Tim Schafer mm. had already left the company. So Larry Ahern, uh, he was involved in the original game, as I said. He was appointed the project leader, and Bill Tiller. Was the Yay, art director? Bill Tiller. Now I regret. Cheers, now, Bill. I'm so annoyed with myself. I regret not asking Bill about this game. Now it slipped my mind. But it's still a good interview. It's a written one of our written ones on the site. And if you want to learn more Go about it out. Full Throttle Payback, don't read it. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll try and get him back on the show one time. We'll see. Oh yeah, maybe try and get him for a podcast. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. But the story for Payback would have focused on Ben's efforts to foil a plan by a large corporation and the local governor to replace all paved highways with hover pads 
robbing the bikers and truckers of their traditional ground. Can you imagine that, Keith? Sorry, Keith, you're no longer t- allowed to ride your motorbike anymore. <gasps> no. You have to get a hovercraft. Hovercraft, no. Yeah. You'd join Ben's gang, wouldn't you, the Polecats? Yeah, I'd join the Polecats. Yeah, you'd hate sure. to have a vehicle that hovered everywhere. That wouldn't be cool at all. No, you don't like That'd things that hover. You hate back things to the that are la- <laughs> Things that are related to things that hover. <laughs> I just kicked I just kicked Keith in his Marty McFly shoes. <laughs> exactly. Well, in the first half of the game, apparently Ben would have prevented an assassination attempt on Father Talk. Um, who now leads the anti-hovercraft rally, then team up with a persistent undercover female reporter to bring down the villainous governor. April O'Neil? April, <laughs> April O'Neil, it says it here. <laughs> in Tiller's opinion, not, not he hasn't told us by his word, but I take it here. In Tiller's opinion, Payback was going to capture the feel of the first game, yet expand upon the milieu. Milieu? Bill's a smart man. He knows good words. He knows milieu. <laughs> um, at the early stages, the project received positive feedback from other LucasArts employees. But according to Tiller, it eventually fell apart because of disagreements on the game's style between the production team and a particularly influential person, quote marks, within the management Ooh. We must get Bill on. I'll hear more about this. Yeah. Um, which led to a series of mistakes. Uh oh. Wow. So the production ceased in November 2000 when about 25% of the levels had been made and 40% of the re- uh, pre-production art were complete. LucasArts never released an official statement regarding the game's cancellation. Both Ahern and Tillett left LucasArts in 2001 after payback was cancelled. Da, da, da. So they owe them some payback. They do. Um, Bill, talk to us more about this, please. I'm interested. <laughs> Here, Bill. But that's not the end of Full Throttle. You didn't no, tell us the about the one. second plan game. Exactly. Full Throttle Revolution. Do you want to have a guess? Was it Full, called, thrill, uh, full, full throttle. throttle Origins? Okay. <laughs> Close. Full Throttle. Um, full of throttle. Are you ready black for this? Flag. <laughs> you're, you're gonna full Throttle yourselves. Black Flag. You're going to hit yourself. So it says Full Throttle Hell on Wheels. Oh. Keeps oh. impressed. Sure. Um, mid 2002. Mid 2002. LucasArts actually announced Full Throttle Helen Wills for Windows and for the first time in the series, PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Mm-hmm. What the hell happened? The game was to be an action adventure with more emphasis on action and fighting than adventure. Ugh. And racing. More race. a motorbike racing game. Yeah, well, they, apparently the designers want, wanted the game to feel more physical than the first. And Helen Wills would have been the, it was set in El Nada, Ben's old stomping ground. Is there footage of this online? I've got a feeling I've seen. I've got a feeling there is actually, I yeah. I think I've seen some of it. Does it look nice? Well, it just, it just doesn't bear any relation to like a point and click adventure. More action, it's less like adventure. A, yeah, it's just like a just 3D the full throttle name game. on. Yeah. Okay. Well, it says here that we're sure back, we're, it's set in El Nada, Ben's old stomping ground where roads have been mysteriously destroyed. <gasps> Ooh. Ben believes that one of the new gangs introducing the game, the Hound Dogs, are behind this. There ain't nothing but a Hound Dog. But they soon discover a more sinister and murderous plot. Together with Father Talk and Maureen, back from the original game, thank you very much, he would have thwarted the uh, uh, unnamed villain's plan and protected the freedom of the open road. There you go. Um, Yes, Sean Clark was named the project lead of Hell on Wheels, and the development progressed smoothly until late 2003, when it was abruptly cancelled. Mm. So, how old is Maureen in the first game, give she, or take? Yeah, she's quite, she's, I'd say about mid-twenties, but, you know, maybe early thirties. So, okay, how many people do you think, how many women in America, because I'm guessing this is an American set game, yep. were, like, around, say, the early to mid-seventies, do you think, who were born in that, at that time, are called Maureen? <laughs> This is an alternative uh, Earth, Rob. It's an alternate reality. So Maureen's a very popular name right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, just months prior to that, <coughs> when, when it was cancelled at E3 2003, a playable demo was shown and a teaser trailer something. was released. Yeah. That's what Keith's seen. And every night, Keith thinks, when they're going to release <laughs> Bell and Wills. I can't wait Bell and Wills. Every day. 15 years. Still waiting. <laughs> Simon Jeffrey. At this point, it's going to be Meals on Wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Put them on it. Well, anyway, Simon Jeffrey, the then president of LucasArts, said that we do not want to disappoint the many fans of Full Throttle, and we hope everyone can understand how committed we are to delivering the best quality gaming experiences that we possibly can. 
in the official press release. Well, at least they got a press release this time, eh? Yep, press release. There you go. But here we go. In 2017 interview, good old Tim Schafer said about his remaster that he feels that the story of Full Throttle was essentially completed with the first game and does not envision envision even creating a sex equal himself. Oh, well. And I think probably fair. I think actually the end of Full Throttle is a nice end. It finishes the story really well. And, it, it, you know, I kind of get why certain games have their sequels. Monkey Island, you know, mm. to a point improved, I would say. One and two, definitely. The second one improved, I think. Um, but no, Full Throttle should be left back in the bike shed. Like Die oh. Hard. Should like, have been. Yeah. Oh, not well, that's need, another podcast. Not everything needs a sequel. <laughs> so Full not Throttle, guys, just to wrap up, not my favourite game for LucasArts. You know, it... <laughs> I, it kind of always, it almost felt for me, it could have been a bit better. And I'm a big fan of Tim Schafer, don't get me wrong. Um, he's a real legend in my eyes, but I just thought the game played it a little bit safe. I mm. thought the puzzle was going to be a tad more difficult. Um, the story was good, but it just lacked that LucasArts magic. I think they were trying to get into a slightly different direction. And I can see why, because the adventure, the adventure genre was on its knees at yeah. the time, but it, it didn't, it's not up there. You know, it's not my favorite. It's not terrible either. <laughs> so go play it. Go play it. Tomorrow. Um, yeah, there you go. So full throttle, I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.